There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome, everyone, to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and our pronouns are he, him. And joining with us today, Josh. Hey, it's me. Um, I'm black in the house. I am Josh, and I usually play spin, and my pronouns are he, him. Matthew. Hey everybody, it's me, Matthew, and I am playing Agent C. Our pronouns are he, him. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. My pronouns are, are, are whatever. Well, I'll, I'll save my current character for their introduction. <laughs> and joining with us today, <laughs> special guest star, Mike Urban. Hey everybody, I'm Mike Urban. You might have heard of me uh, as a longtime Geekly fan mentioned a few times on different geekly podcasts, uh, famously the um, shit starter of Cake versus Pie, and <laughs> uh, I think I used to do a podcast called Sacred Cows Tonight that is still out there, and maybe hey. someday I'll pick up again. But eh, I don't know. I think almost everybody here has been everybody here has been on there except Josh. I'm sorry, I quit before. Damn, oh, that's fine. Whoa. <laughs> Gosh, if you could be on uh, Sacred Cows tonight and. It, they were doing movies, and you had to pick a movie, or you got to choose the movie. What movie would you want to do? Oh man, that's a big question. You've got at sixty time, seconds, Mike. Mike, no. at the same time, Mike, you need to come up with that raw chicken list. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, I the first one that came to my head was Tank Girl. Oh. That's only because me and my homies are talking about Tank Girl recently. I do like I do like Tank Girl. That would be a good one because I've com- never a comic seen book it. Movie that's actually a comic book movie. Yeah, Ice T is in it, and it's very funny. I have never seen Tank Girl. It's, it's it's a goofball of a movie. It's a really it's so stupid and fun. I like it. Also, I don't think they knew what they were doing in that movie. I feel like it went like nine different directions, but that makes me like it. So we are doing something different uh, tonight. Um, obviously, as you could tell, um, Steph Kingston uh, is not with us. Uh, she is uh, traveling around, I think, uh, taking a couple of weeks off. So we asked Mike to uh, join our cast and to uh, play with us. But we are going to be doing two parallel storylines. And I'm really excited about this um, for season three. So our first group of hunters um, with 
Deandra, Spin, Gunderson, and Artemisia, they're going to be playing in a storyline that I'm going to be calling the Akkadian Accords. Um, they're going to be continuing their uh, misadventures after uh, delving into the other and dealing with the aftermath of that. Um, but today, we're going to start a second storyline, and we're calling this storyline The Agency. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be exploring a couple of new hunters um, and, and some that we have seen before. The camera pans into a large hotel casino nestled in the valleys of Reno, Nevada. We find ourselves in a large conference room packed with people wearing lanyards and name tags. A large banner spans most of the room and it reads, North American Wildlife and Conservation Conference. The camera continues to zoom in as we come to a couple of people standing around having a conversation. These people are seemingly uninteresting except for one man standing at a robust six foot seven. What does this man look like, Mike? He's uh, tall. He has a, a very uh, well-kempt beard and uh, brown framed glasses, a flannel top and blue jeans. He kind of looks like uh, a lumberjack a bit. Um, he has... Around his neck is there's a lanyard that reads, Hello, my name is Mitchell Singhal Lincoln. These conferences seem to get bigger every year. A squirrely looking man with a bad mustache vigorously drinks wine out of a plastic wine glass. Yeah, I used to come for the networking, but now I kind of just get a little overwhelmed. I really just come to get away from work. Who knew there were so many wildlife biologists? I always thought I was in a niche position. Well, it wasn't always this way. The <clears throat> ever-threatening apocalypse that we call climate change has really put us in the limelight. Um, I, I don't know. Anyways, I think I'm going to go load up a more shrimp cocktail and cheap wine. You want to come along? Mitchell stares at his watch. It's 8.30 p.m. Uh, no, you go on ahead. Um, I'm going to call it a night. Early flight and all. All right, Mitch, you're lost, my game bud. And with that, Roger heads off to the catering tables. Absentmindedly, Mitchell pulls out his phone and looks upon this tabloid website, The Daily Strange. You look upon the recent articles detailing a Sasquatch-style reporting from locals outside of Reno. An interview details one Jebediah Jensen, who claims they saw the beast outside their trailer park where he resides. You immediately start heading towards the parking garage where your rental car is, barely noticing the activity in the lobby. You're not even looking at the picture. His name is Trevor. Have you seen him? He might be staying here. The hotel clerk grabs what looks like a Polaroid from a young woman. Alex, did you want to describe your character for us? Uh, yeah, I'm on the shorter end. Uh, have a college sweater, jeans, and a and like a, a Jansport backpack with a handle of a large fire axe stick out of it. The uninterested hotel clerk takes the Polaroid out of your hand. Uh, I'm sorry. There's like 500 people here for a wildlife conservation conference. It's like having face blindness. The woman snatches a picture and storms off, running directly into Mitchell, and catches herself before falling. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Are you okay? Uh, uh, watch where you're... Whatever. The woman st storms off, leaving the hotel lobby. Mitchell collects himself. He heads to the last sighting of the supposed Sasquatch, 
the mirrored Mirage trailer park. And as he does so, the camera pans away as Mitchell drives through the renal strip. We fly through the night sky and we find ourselves in a sleepy little town called Mea Culpa Springs, California. A dimly lit basement room comes into view adorned with cubicles and desks. At the end of the hall is an office store with the name Agent C on the name placard. Within, there are two men, one sitting down behind the desk and the other in front. So, uh, Amos, is it, uh, what makes you think your agency material, you know, we, uh, we don't normally take just anybody off the streets. Uh, is there anything special that you can do? Any special powers you have? Something that would really make you stand out? Uh, I do believe so, yes. Could you maybe elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, uh, sure. Um, I have a lot of firepower. I mean, we have an armory here. I'm known to use a firearm, you know, when, when it's uh, necessary. Uh, Perhaps um, I wasn't explaining it. The uh, the work we do here is um, it's sensitive. It's not the kind of stuff that you normally see on TV. Uh, well, depends on what you watch, but you might not. Uh, you might be seeing some stuff out there that uh, you only heard in children's stories or horror movies. I've uh, lived on a farm. Uh, this is what I mean. And I put my hand on the desk, and it goes up in flames. Well. The good news is that uh, we could use somebody with uh, your skill set. The bad news is that uh, that was government issue, and it'll take me about two months to requisition a new one. So um, I could build you one. I I don't know that we can accept that. I welcome to the agency. There's a knock on the door. Hey, Charlie. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Um, something's come up. Do you mind if I talk in front of this gentleman here? Amos, this is uh, Delilah. She's. Uh, one of our leads on intelligence, and uh, she helps keep us in tune with uh, other organizations that are out there. Uh, Delilah Zamos, he's uh, a new hire. He's, um, well, he set off the fire alarm, and um, he's hes going to join me for uh, some orientation. What you got? Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, we definitely need somebody with your talent in the agency. Um, well, look, I, I, I guess this is good for both of you, then. Um, there's been a lot of reports outside of Reno about these animal attacks, these mutilations. Um, there are people being attacked out there, and you know, honestly, normally this wouldn't really ping on our radar, uh, but I've also received reports that the local morgue has stated that these bodies, well, they've disappeared, and I think it's something you should look into, Charlie. What, we got another chupacabra on our hands? I I mean, it could be, yeah. I, I, it's possibly a chupacabra, or I don't know, maybe there's zombies. I mean, who knows these days? Mm. All right, well, thanks for the heads up. Uh, hey, Amos, uh, you got any gambling problems by any chance? Uh, no, I've never been. Okay, good, because we're going to Reno, and I can't lose you on this one. <laughs> At least not to the vices. That wasn't an interview question. You were, like, asking me for real. Yeah, yeah, we're... Do you, we, we, we're giving you a job and you're going on travel with me now-ish. Oh, okay, cool. You know, as long yeah, as we that. You know, get a flight, it's probably faster to fly than drive. Although I do have a, I, I do have a good van if you're, if you're up for a drive. <laughs> Just put wings on the van, baby. Uh, with you in there, it should probably be flames on the side. Let's roll. So the two of you head over to the garage. Uh, you get into Agency's van, and unfortunately, you do not have the funds to be able to charter a flight. 
uh, due to being in the doghouse with the agency. So you're going to be taking the van from Mea Culpa Springs to Reno as the van drives off <laughs> onto uh, the 80. The camera continues forward past the van and we find ourselves back in Reno, Nevada. find ourselves outside of the uh, hotel that Taylor just exited out of. Hey, um, I heard you're looking for someone. You see uh, what looks like a hotel just like employee. He's smoking a cigarette. He's leaning up against the side of the wall. He's got like, yeah, you know, the polo with a logo of the hotel. He's got like, you know, brown slacks on just like a general uniform. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking for my brother. Um, I'm gonna pull out the pictures of him and show him. Like, have you have you seen him around? Uh, you know, I, I might have. There was a, a group, five six people. Um, recently, I've been seeing them just kind of like okay. hit the bars and stuff at nighttime, and I think they might have come in. But I I mean, look, there's so many people in town right now. It's kind of crazy. It's usually not this busy, but um. But yeah, you know, uh, I, I could have swore I heard one of them say Mirrored Mirage. Uh, maybe it's like a local hotel or something. Mirror I'm Mirage. not 100% sure. Okay. I mean, that that's helpful. Can I get like your name and number in case I need to call? Or... Uh, I mean, why? Because you're the one giving me this information. And if like, I don't know, maybe I need to get in contact with you or something. Uh, well, yeah, uh, sure. I mean, you know, if you want to go get a drink later or something and... No, okay, never mind. Now I'm gonna walk away. Now at this point, you could probably just like Google that name, um, or uh, if you'd like to do some kind of specific playbook move, you could try that as well. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll Google it while like walking, like kind of walking around the streets. Um, yeah, I'll Google it. Give it a good old Google. You're form. walking down uh, a street called Virginia, and uh, this is kind of like the main strip. Now you're off of what would be considered like the you know, uh, busy part of, of Reno. You're, you know, a couple of blocks off of that area. Um, but it is bustling. There's a lot of people everywhere. Um, and you kind of just kind of get lost as you walk around and you Google mirrored Mirage and all you get is some kind of trailer park, uh, that is called the mirrored Mirage. There is no bar, restaurant or hotel with that name. Okay. How far away is it? Uh, it would probably be about like a 10 to 15 minute drive uh, from where you're at. Okay. I'll, I'll ride share it. Uh, what's the cheapest ride share I can get? Well, due to... I'm on a budget. Due to the activity right now, you're going to have to wait about 20 minutes, but the ride <sighs> share will only be about eight ninety five. <laughs> okay. And you uh, spend the next like half hour after waiting, kind of driving with these just randoms. Uh, and uh, they're just talking about, you know, their night out and, and they just smell like sweat and alcohol. Like if they've just been out in the rain. Ew. I'm going to keep my bag in my lap and kind of hold it. <laughs> like kind of like just trying to stay away from 
these smelly people. <laughs> and you make your way to the mirrored mirage. Now you see what looks like a worn, weathered sign, and it has like a very hokey picture of like an oasis. And um, you find yourself at what looks like the front of a trailer park. There are these small rows that represent streets, and it is just lined with um, trailers. Um, just from a quick cursory glance, you can see there's probably about like 50 trailers here. Okay. Um, what time of day is it? Um, it's getting close to, I would probably say like it's it's late, so maybe like 9, 10 o'clock. Okay. Um, so people should be home. I'm gonna go uh, start knocking on knocking on doors. Should I roll investigate a mystery, or should I just say I'm knocking on doors? Because that's not there's no skill in that. Well, <laughs> it, it it depends on like what what you want out of this, right? So, investigating a mystery might get more to, out of this scene if you wanted that, or maybe when you get to somebody, you could try to manipulate them for information that they may or may not have. Um, no, I, I'll try to investigate a mystery. Um, yeah, I'll investigate a mystery, try to dig up some details on if anybody's seen my brother or anyone knows anything about this group of five people coming into yeah, town recently. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, seven. Okay. Partial success, which means you do get to hold one. Is there a specific question you wanted to ask me? Uh, yeah, so I have to pick from the list. Um, I'm going to say what happened here. Okay. In this trailer. Part. Yeah, so you come up to the first trailer and you are just going to knock on every single door and anybody who is willing to open the door you're going to throw this picture in their face and ask if they've seen your brother trevor um mm -hmm. in the first door you come to you rap on the door and it just opens and it's I mean, not so odd. Some people, you know, leave their front door open and, and maybe it's just a hot Reno night and uh, the door swings open and it's dark in here. Um, do you continue to go inside? Oh, there's like nobody at the door? Nobody is at the door. I'm just gonna say, hello, my name is Taylor. I am looking for my brother. Um, is there anyone here? There is no answer. Peek my head in. Um, I'm gonna use like my cell phone flashlight to kind of like look around on the inside like hello is anyone here and you do so and at first you get this like <clears throat> smell of this copper smell that is just permeating this trailer and as you start to flash you can see that there has been some kind of struggle here there is an upended chair next to a small dining table uh, there's a broken you know glass on the ground that could have been from a bottle or a vase um, and then you see like a dark part of the back of the trailer which you assume goes towards like the bedroom would you like to continue i'm gonna roll read a bad situation Go i got a 10. okay so uh, what two oh three what three questions would you like to ask are there any dangers here i haven't noticed uh yes there are okay what is the biggest threat? Whatever's in the room at the end of this trailer. <laughs> what is the best way to protect myself? Um, well, you don't know what the danger is specifically, but probably breaking out your weapon. Okay, I'm going to reach back and grab the handle of the two-handed fire axe and pull it out of my backpack. Um, the, the head of the axe has been dipped in silver. Um, but yeah, so I have a big two-handed fireman's axe. Excellent. Excellent. 
So you steadily approach uh, the back room of this trailer and you start to hear this like weird noise, Um, whether it is like a ripping or slurping, you can't tell, or maybe it is just intermingled, but the smell is getting stronger. And as your cell phone light flashes ahead of you, you see two people on the ground. One is on top of the other. And at first you think, oh, um, maybe I'm interrupting somebody uh, who is having a good night. And maybe that's why I didn't answer the door. But then you see the blood that is pooling in the ground, which more than likely was the coppery smell that you were uh, smelling from the doorway. And then it turns to look at you. And what it is, you are not sure. It is humanoid. But the features upon its face are elongated. There is blood all over its mouth and within the mouth, sharp rows of jagged teeth. The ears slightly pointed and wisps of hair upon its almost bald head. You see it has talons and it is just tearing and eating the flesh of this person on the ground as it looks at you. I'm going to say, hey, get off of them and then run and just try to swipe swipe them off. Okay, so you are going to kick some ass? Yeah, I got a 12. Oh, wow. So that is definitely a success. So you do get to choose one extra effect on top of whatever damage and type this weapon has. I will choose. I'm not used to kicking ass, so this a is very far new. cry from Deandra. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to gain an advantage. Um, so I'm going to get a plus one forward to my next move. So like, I want to I want to put this thing on its back feet, basically. So yeah, I, I charge forward and like hit it with the axe really hard and like knock it backward to kind of like put it on the defense. Okay. <clears throat> and you do so. How much damage does the axe do? Um, Axe does three harm, and it's messy and heavy. Okay, yeah. So it is. It is a heavy duty weapon. Um, the the creature like raises its arm as if to stop your axe, but your axe with this like glinting silvery edge just slices right in between the pointing finger and the index finger, and it just slices through its arm. Blood sprays in an arterial arc pattern across the walls and ceiling of this trailer and and just all over you as well. And uh, it's like kind of taken aback at like losing half of its arm and it will immediately swipe at you with its other arm. Um, and you will also uh, take two points of damage. Oh, now, okay. do you have any preventative um, armor or anything like that? I don't know. Okay, so you take two points of damage, and uh, it is now just like, kind of like on its back leg haunches, and uh, it is kind of staring at you, and it is starting to like emit this low feral growl, and you can just see just blood gushing out of one of its arms. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like look down at the, the, like did it just, did it scratch at me, or did it was like blunt? Uh, yes, no, no, it was definitely like flesh being you know torn apart like you took like talons across your chest okay um i am gonna look down at like the the scratch i'm like you bitch and i get what doesn't kill me uh so if i suffered harm in a fight i get a plus one ongoing till the fight is over so i have that plus one plus a plus one that i got from hitting it the first time and i'm gonna i'm going to just wait 
for it to make a move and like act defensively. All right. Act under pressure. Okay. I got a seven. Okay. So um, you are partially successful. Um, now, are you already using your plus two? So the, the plus one is ongoing till the end of the fight. And then the other one was a plus one for a move. So like I did not use those yet. So plus those, it would be seven, eight, nine. Oh, so I guess you could hold the one. You would get your plus one automatically for ongoing throughout the right. fight. So I'd say it's and then you eight, could hold because yeah. you won't yeah. be successful because you need a ten. Right. So you're at an eight. Okay. Yeah. So um, you are partially successful. This creature advances on you, and it gets another uh, swipe on you. You're going to take two more points of damage. Okay. I am going to react and swing upward at this thing. Uh, is so like yeah, swing upward at hit it with the axe. Okay. So roll kick some ass again. 13. Oh yeah, so you are definitely successful. So you um are using this silver bladed fire axe. Go ahead and uh, describe how you take this creature down. Um it swiped at me again and like my the head of my axe was down, so I'm going to swing upward and like hit it in the the groin area and just as hard as I can upward while making my best tennis. Yeah! She, she plays tennis. <laughs> At first, your axe starts to like go through the flesh rather easily of this creature, but then it like hits like the pelvic bone and your ferocity. You just lift this entire creature up crashing into the low ceiling of the trailer and it just splits and it pops like a blood balloon and it just bathes the surrounding area as you just split this creature in two. You're heavily wounded and you are just covered in blood. Uh, And and unfortunately, the person who is on the ground, you are unable to tell um, who they are just from the sheer mutilation of the body. But that is where we're going to leave Taylor for this moment. Mitchell, we find you with your rental car pulling up to the very same location, the Mirrored Mirage Trailer Park. Now, you know that there was a tenant here by the name of Jebediah Jensen who had made the original report uh, to the Daily Strange, the tabloid that you had noticed the uh, reports on the Sasquatch sighting here uh, in this small little outlet of Reno. You kind of look at the uh, what looks like the mailboxes and you're able to ascertain um, that Jebediah Jensen is at like 165. And so you kind of are able to tell uh, by the numbers in front of the trailers uh, which trailer this person will be at. Would you like to make your way straight there? I'd like to look around first and see if anything looks suspicious or out of place or just weird. Go ahead and roll uh, investigate a mystery. 12. Okay, so you get to ask two different questions um, from the list there. I would say maybe since you don't know about the things that are going on here, maybe what happened here, uh, or uh, what is being concealed here, 
Um, those are both things that might help. Um, you don't have to ask both these questions. You could ask one of them and hold one um, or not ask either of them and just kind of continue on. I'll ask what is being concealed here. As you walk into this compound, this trailer park, um, you immediately notice that like the very first trailer that you're walking by, like the doors open. And um, typically that's not odd, you know, uh, it, Homes in hotter climates might leave their open to allow the air uh, to move through their home. But then you start seeing this like flickering light and um, you're not sure if it's maybe some kind of electrical mishap or if somebody's flicking the lights on and off or what's going on. Um, so <clears throat> it has grabbed your interest. Okay. I uh, make my way over there and sort of sneaking trying to sneak in you start to kind of like peek your head into the doorway and you are just assaulted with the smell of just coppery sweet blood you know that stench you are not you know a stranger to blood and but you can't quite pinpoint it you do see a struggle you see you know there is glass broken on the ground and a chair upended but you hear a commotion in the back of the train all right i uh, say hello and i start to make my way towards the back of the train does anybody need help and as you do so you look upon what looks like an axe murderer drenched in blood and there are two bodies on the ground taylor in front of you is an extremely tall and somewhat hairy man he is basically almost doubled over uh trying to walk in this low ceiling <laughs> trailer uh and is approaching you does he look like just a normal tall man <laughs> i mean yes i would say so i you know maybe albeit slightly hairier than the average person okay. but but he doesn't look like the thing that i just chopped right no definitely not it definitely does not look like a uh you know malformed or grotesque humanoid or anything like that that you okay. just fought yeah i could use some help that'd be great what 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 happened here that thing was attacking that person and then i hit that thing with my axe okay i think i'm gonna use uh <laughs> use my uh other investigative mystery question and uh, what happened here? Yeah, um, you start to look around and once again, you know, as a hunter, um, you are not a stranger to the supernatural and, um, you know, in your travels and um, in your kind of investigatory mysteries, uh, you've come across creatures that have come from across the other, you know, much like yourself. And there is what looks like some kind of grotesque fanged and taloned creature that has been completely split in two um, but you can see the telltale signs of these like body features um, and you can tell that the person on the ground was torn apart like by an animal attack um, and this person in front of you is definitely covered in blood is holding a rather sharp axe um, so it doesn't seem to you as if they attacked the human and they probably attacked the monster who had attacked that human prior. Do I recognize the monster? You would have to you would have to use another investigative mystery, unfortunately. You've used your two questions. I'm gonna be like, can you check on check on them real quick? And then I'm gonna go to the kitchen and I'm gonna start digging through stuff. Um and I'm gonna do uh DIY surgery on myself. Um, it's a it's a move I have where I can uh, I'm just gonna find some needle and some thread and sew up 
soap what I can, um, cauterize it on the oven or whatever I can do with my DIY surgery. Absolutely. So you find what looks like a toolbox and um, you find, unfortunately, the best thing that you could, a sharp, thin, like nail that you would hammer into a piece of wood. You get some string, you tie it onto the end and you start pulling it through your skin, just slightly placing little tears as you start to suture up this slash mark across your chest. And you're heating up uh, what looks like a small egg frying pan. And then you just touch it against your skin and just close up and burn up the rest of that area. Uh, What does it do? So on a 10 plus, it's all good and it counts as normal first aid. Plus I stabilize the injury and heal one harm. Okay. Which I got an 11. Great. So I heal one harm and stabilize my wound. So you're down to three harm. Yeah. And you have stabilized whatever injury that you were going to manifest during any future combat. Right. And therefore, you are feeling much better, but your skin is charred. You smell like barbecue and you are not in great form right now. Right. Ah, that would have done that better. I had the tools. (laughs) Was it great? Everything okay in there? Uh, It's going to be fine. Okay, let me know if you need any help. She's messed up. (laughs) (laughs) You're in a trailer park and you are like wondering to yourself if you have some kind of like junkie or like you don't know what's going on. But obviously she was able to handle herself and did fight this creature. Um, And so you recognize that this person is more than just an ordinary human. Um, This person is aware of the creatures that come across the veil. So uh, this your first one that you've seen of this or uh, have you seen other ones before? Is this something I've seen before? I'm going to say no. So I'm going to say that this is your first encounter and you are kind of on your path uh, of the wrongs and you are starting to realize that your brother might be mixed up in something um, that is a lot worse than you expected. I'll come out and I'll be like, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't a human and it was eating that person or something. Are they okay? I would have been checking on that while... Uh, she was taking care of herself. I'm assuming they're not okay. <laughs> oh, they're definitely not okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, this one has passed. Fuck. But you... Okay, well... You seem to handle yourself okay. pretty well. Thanks. Considering. Do a lot of yoga. Oh, <laughs> great, great. I love the stuff, love the stuff. Uh, get into it a little bit. By the way, my name is Mitchell Singhal Lincoln, but my friends call me Mitchell. Hi, Taylor. Have you seen my brother? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna show him the picture of my blood smeared picture of I, my I brother. Put, you I pull my him? glasses up and like look at the picture and like, uh, have I seen him? Unfortunately, you haven't. No, I can't say I have seen him. Sorry. Okay. Oh God, I don't. So I can. Do you know what's happening here? What that thing was? Well, um, you might want to sit down for this, but uh, you just killed a monster that came from another world and I kind of do the thing because he's like a, a <laughs> professor like teachery kind of oh. like uh, it comes from a place called uh, the other for lack of a better term so uh, okay yeah it was kind of nasty but 
I don't know what it is either. I haven't seen one like this. Okay, yeah, I'm going to sit down for a second. And as you begin to kind of describe to Taylor how this world works, we pan across to the van of Agency rolling into Reno. You just pass the big sign that says, Welcome to Reno, as you drive across uh, the the freeway. Um, And you make your way to the uh, morgue uh, that uh, you had received is, reports. Is Reno like the the biggest little city or some nonsense? It's got the some biggest stupid little city in the world. Absolutely, biggest little city yes. in the world. Ooh, <laughs> Reno, you are second fiddle, and you deserve it. <laughs> Damn. Small skyline with dotted golden lights, and you drive up to the after-hour morgue of uh, Reno, and uh, you are met by a, a front desk worker, and he's like, uh, are you here to drop off a body? Uh, not tonight, no. Uh, we're actually, uh, we're with the government. We're trying to figure out what's going on here. Heard there were some animal attacks. Oh, oh yes. Sorry. I'm uh, Agent Charlie. This is our uh, new uh, employee in training, uh, Amos last name. <laughs> <laughs> Your name? Your last name is last name? No, he never asked. I asked in the car and I just didn't think about it until I was getting ready to do introductions. He's not a really good trainer, huh? I, uh, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I mean, thought it was like a spike, you know codename things. <sighs> oh, oh, you're both agents. Oh, I get it. Agent Charlie. Well, well I thought like he called you C Charlie. So, I, so you're you know. Agent A? Yeah, both. sure. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you have your identification, your badges? I flash my badge. Okay. And that is enough. At that, And unfortunately for Amos, you don't have a badge yet, so you don't have anything to show. Um, but can you describe... I've got agency your, to show. Yeah. Can you describe your character for me a little bit? Just a, a little bio? Oh, like shit. What you yeah, look yeah. Like? Um, Amos is probably like... Probably appears a similar build to Agent C. He looks a lot like Pedro Pascal in that King's men movie okay. um okay. Got a cowboy hat the jeans and the uh, yeah and the well-fitting jeans yeah. okay. boots okay i'm in nice spelled I'm in. buckle um <laughs> the shirt looks did a bit he, large did he need to do an interview honestly or could we have just have accepted him oh 100 you could have just he he looks the part like are you wearing like a duster also like a no i'm just like i'm just wearing like the a tucked in very much a a, a regular dude you could probably go to any uh gas station and hit a dude with a rock and then put him in the outfit and it'd probably look about just as serious it, it looks a little like it's not supposed to, like this is a facade to get hired but like maybe stands out in california new york but wouldn't in any other state as kind of like a guy rocking boots jeans a shirt and like a cowboy hat oh yeah all right and the front desk worker um, kind of like ushers you into the morgue. Um, there's, you know, a lab technician there and he's like, uh, what's what's going on? Who are you guys? Oh, uh, sorry. Agency Amos. Uh, we're here with the government. We're here to investigate what's been going on in Reno with these animal attacks. I heard you uh, probably have some bodies here that we could uh, inspect. Well, I, I mean, I guess it's good that you're here. That's the thing. Um, they're no longer here. Yes, we were told this, but I forgot in this context because we showed up at a morgue. Uh, yes, what happened to them? Well, I mean, it's the darndest thing. Uh, they were dead on arrival. Uh, they looked like they were mauled by some kind of like cocaine bear or something. They were all slashed up. 
And uh, I was, you know, just getting them tagged up and I went out for dinner and came back and they were gone. I mean, maybe some kids, local kids trying to play a prank or something or Do you have any some security footage or anything like that? That's probably why you're the agent. Yeah, of course. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's go. Let's go take a look at the security footage. No, we didn't drive for four hours from vehicle. Two and a half to four hours from vehicle, <laughs> to find that traffic uh, to to let you know that that was something to check. I I mean, I guess you guys could have called instead of driving all the way over here. But yeah, let's take a look at the tapes. Yeah, yeah. No, we were. And, to be fair, we were trying to get out. Some <laughs> something was going down back at the office. You know, this was a good excuse to get out. And you do. You witness the tapes um, and you kind of see him doing his thing. He's listening to music. He's tagging toes, you know, doing his thing. And he (laughs) he then goes out to get food and you're just kind of watching like a still screen for a long time. And then it happens. There are three bodies in here and they all pop up and you're kind of looking at them and it's not like as if you watch them transform, but they are looking a little bit different. Um, they have kind of like elongated, stretched, gaunt skin and muscly arms. and They just don't look normal. Um, and they get up and they just walk out at a fast pace and they exit uh, wherever the camera stops catching. So we didn't see any sort of like transformation on the camera. We just saw them like essentially like hop up and go. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's like it had happened before. Like it's a very grainy, like not a high definition camera footage. So this transformation could have been happening, but you would think that he would have mentioned it if he had seen these things. So obviously this hadn't happened while he was there. And then in the time frame that he had left and they had gotten up in the uh, video camera footage they were slightly like malformed transformed different and then they are gone Fred I would like to investigate a mystery please do so Agent Charlie hell yeah do it okay this is better than my last roll that is a 10 okay. I, hope I was hoping better. for so higher than that but that's okay it's one of my so advanced so hold two Two questions Fred, for Investigate a Mystery. What sort of creature is it? Oh, boy, Matthew. <laughs> let me tell you. It's a blissy bandit, baby. To agency, you know, who is well-informed and well-practiced in the ways of hunting the supernatural. Well, Amos, for you, you kind of see, like, what? Vampires? You're like, what raises up from the dead and comes back to life? And zombies, vampires. But to agency... What you see is a strigoi. Strigoi. Yes. And and from your just Rolodex of monsters, this like big book, the one that Andy used to have that had all of the creatures in it. Yeah, the handbook. Uh, yes, the handbook. The handbook. Agency <laughs> handbook. You know that this is a strain of vampires from Romania. Like, this is not a American vampire. This is a Romanian vampire in America. Um, you gotta say the full title. It's it's, it's a Romanian vampire in Reno, Nevada. Yes, there you go. A Romanian yeah. vampire in Reno, Nevada. The biggest little city in America. In the world. Do you ask any other questions? I will... I will... 
Well, obviously, I want to know what can hurt it. <laughs> okay. So, you know that this strain of vampires with the Romanian mythology, you know there are four ways of killing this creature. You could burn it alive. You could stab it in the heart. But with a silvered stake, you could decapitate it with a silvered weapon or direct sunlight. So those are the things that you're looking at. God, it really would have been good to know about this before we left the agency if I had been able to requisition some silvered stuff. But I don't think they were really listening to me before we left. Hey, um, sorry, I didn't get your name. Mortician, technician. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's Morgan. Morgan, well, I don't know if somebody's playing a prank on you or these kids here were hopped up on some new street drug, but uh, they might not have come to you dead. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, you know what? We've seen that before. They were probably like all hopped up on PCP, passed out, oh, and, yeah. and then their heart just like kickstarted and they're back up and running. I've seen some crazy shit. Yeah, my cousins. I've seen I that mean, too. They don't call us the biggest little city in the world for nothing. I mean, certainly if it hasn't happened in Reno, where has it happened, right? <laughs> Definitely not Vegas. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Well, I mean, well, let's be honest. If it happens there, no one's going to know about it. Exactly. <laughs> Not important enough. That's what I say. Yeah. You know what they say here? What happens arena, we tell everybody about it. Because, yeah, because you want people to Because otherwise, arena. like, nobody really cares about us. It sucks. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, I get of, that, man. I'm from Mayacopa. Yeah. Hey, Mose, let's, uh, let's head out. Cool. Do you want to know which way they went? Uh, Yes. Okay. Can I use magic, Fred? Oh, absolutely. All right. So the goal with this magic is to observe another place or time. My focus is on time. Okay. Excellent. Pray for me. Uh, so that's 12. Okay. So what, do you have an, is it an advanced um, skill or? Is my use magic? It is. <laughs> so I will, I will offer you some added benefit because it is an advanced skill. Okay. On 12 I'm going to, Fred, I'm going to give you exactly how this happens. Okay. So we walk outside and look, we walk outside in like, we're kind of getting to the point where like they left, right? Like we saw on the camera how they exited, yeah. right? So we get to kind of where that point is and I'm just kind of like going to hold my hand up and there's going to be like a beat that passes and then there's going to be like almost like ember footprints on the ground oh, that kind of light nice. up. Nice, nice. Okay. Uh, and I'm just going to be like, uh, there's something about like heat signatures and they decay over time, but you can always just call them back if you just give them enough juice. And so you can kind of plot out where they went and by going back in time. And you are able to do so. You can clearly see where these three creatures passed and you could see their passageway. You could follow it all the way. And as you're kind of like mind vision, like you're, you're seeing everything happen. Um, the one thing that stands out to you uh, is a sign. And that sign says mirrored mirage trailer park. Oh, we should go to this trailer park. So when we did this interview earlier today, you decided to just burn my desk instead of telling me about the mind palace transport time tracking thing. Uh, you did not know what firepower meant. So I had to show you what firepower meant. I have an assault rifle, shotgun, and a handgun in the van. Probably some other stuff bullets. left over from previous stuff so firepower has two meanings i guess in this case so sure so i gave you the clarification he's like wringing his hands he's like gritting his teeth a little bit all right 
All right, all right, all right, all right, cool. Uh, I guess we're going to the trailer park. By the way, I will then explain the vampire situation. Oh, nice. Yeah, so... Well, I've seen the show, so I know where the trailer park is. Should we rush? Do you have anything silver? I hold a little ember in my hand and, like, squint really hard, and it, like, kind of flashes silver a little bit. Uh, the fire. Fire fire will be fine. Actual, like, actual fire, not what I was talking about, my thing. Yeah, I wanted to hedge our bets, but it's night, vampires, bad deal. Let's go to this trailer park. I could take him there. I've watched every episode of Reno 911 multiple times. I know the city like the back of my hand. We get in the van. <laughs> <laughs> and we take our way back to uh, Mitchell and Taylor. Now, Taylor, do you like clean up and maybe even contemplate changing your clothes with whatever clothes is available in this trailer? Yeah, I've got a like a spare set of clothes in my bag, or like like my gym clothes or whatever. Okay. I could swap into my gym clothes. Uh, so what are you, I, I guess I'm going to ask this tall guy still hanging around. Mitchell. It's Mitchell. This situation. Mitchell. Yeah. Okay. What are you doing here? I'm looking for my brother and I came across this. Well, I, I'm a bit of a, of a hunter and I'm, I'm looking for uh, some very specific, uh, you might call them monsters, but uh, I don't, I don't want to talk okay. about it. Thank you, though, for asking. I'm here to help you, though, now. I can see that we are simpatico. Okay, so you're going to help me find my brother. That's all I'm... That's all I want right now. And I, I'm willing to leave all of this in this trailer and close the door and say goodbye to monsters and all of that. Just find my brother and I'll be gone. Yeah, monsters have a way of finding you after they found you once. Just a fair warning. Oh, great. You never know when you're in the company of one. It was ominous. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So did... Did the did the fight draw any attention from anyone else in the, the the trailer park? No, I you would probably assume that people are used to domestic <laughs> violence and oh, drunken bouts of fighting, loud noises, ballad, uh, with gunshots. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So I guess I'm gonna. So with monster fighting, do you call the cops? Mm. Like not, who comes and cleans? Not like what is generally? What is, what's next? There might be special folks that deal with this kind of thing. Okay, are they as bad as cops? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that, Fred. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a yes. So I don't like cops. I'm taking off. Wait, okay. wait, wait! Is is Taylor Deandra, but not drunk? <laughs> no, no, it's a young, a oh. drunk Deandra. <laughs> okay, uh, would, so would um would, would uh Mitchell be familiar with the uh, the agency, or not necessarily? Maybe not so much the agency, which is a little bit more of a newer organization. Um, but you are probably familiar with like a government. Um, organization called NS9. Um, you know, it's possible you might have heard about them. And uh, you're familiar that there are like hunters out there. You have come across people that, like yourself, have kind of been able to see across the veil, right? The supernatural. You've probably killed a monster to yourself in your travels of trying to locate, you know, people like yourself. And, uh, so you're probably aware that there are shadow organizations that kind of clean up after this stuff to keep humanity from finding out what's really going on. Yeah, somebody will be here eventually. 
Um, I don't know if we want to stay around okay. for that. I, that's, I guess that's my question is, is it just more trouble if I stick around or? It depends on who you want to talk to. Um, how did, how did your brother come to be missing? I, I went home. I went on his computer. I found some tickets to Reno, then interviewed a guy at a hotel and they, they, they all came. It just came, came back to here so far and then I'm just I'm canvassing knocking on doors that's that's a know? lot of doors in Reno I mean it is the biggest little city yeah. in the world yeah well I mean I'm not not gonna stop until I find him so so I'll let you clean this no uh, I think we should uh, work on leaving right now that'd be the smart thing okay <laughs> let's go okay. for a walk <laughs> far away yeah let's, <laughs> let's do that and I'm gonna step out and close the door gently and then uh, so, okay well I'm Badly injured. Yeah, we need to get um, some, I don't some, some medical attention. You're not scared of hospitals like you are of, uh, of uh, cops, scary government agencies. <laughs> no, 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 I can go to the hospital. That's All right. fine. Uh, I, uh, I guess I'm going to help her into my rental car <laughs> and uh, just say, well, there goes the deposit. <laughs> Since this very tall, strange man is leading me to a car. I'm going to read a bad situation <laughs> just to make sure he doesn't do me the work. Fair. Um, okay, so I got a I got a nine on read a bad situation on this guy. Am I getting a good vibe off of him? Is he vibe? Are you, or is are, he... You, are you asking like, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's yes, the biggest is, threat? Is, I'm going to ask what's the biggest threat right now. You kind of like. You don't you don't get like concern about this man. There is something very okay. calming about Mitchell. Um, he seems very genuine, very kind. He was honest with you when he found you in this very traumatic moment, and he's even offered to give you a ride to the hospital. Um, <laughs> okay. But what is the biggest threat? And the biggest threat is Something that catches your eye further down in the trailer park. Um, there's actually like a small group formed around a really tall man. And you kind of like do a double take and you look at Mitchell and you look over there and kind of like look at yourself in, in height comparison to Mitchell. And then you look at this group <laughs> and you're like... Oh, well, that's odd. There's a really tall guy over there. There's a bunch of short people around him. And you get like this sense of threat from that direction. I'm going to like kind of point in that direction. Like friends of yours? Uh, I no, I, I came here alone. Okay. Hmm. I'm getting a vibe. So maybe, uh, maybe we should get do, out and take Do they seem to notice a look? us? Do they, yeah. Do they? Do they notice us? No, no, no. They haven't noticed you at all. Um, they're obviously uh, in a middle of a like some kind of encounter. So you do approach and kind of try to stealthily get closer to see what's going on. As stealthily as a six foot seven person can do. <laughs> yeah. You can be very stealthy. Depending. Yeah, that's true. You've got good knees. <laughs> that's true. So you make your way closer. And at first you see this like... I don't know, a group of four to five adult-sized people. It looks like they're harassing this really tall person. And um, Mitchell, you you get this like, I don't know, this like itch on the back of your like head. 
like your hair starting to rise and you're like this could be it like this could be who you came out here for like I mean, look, they've got to be like six, five, six, six. They're super tall. The telltale signs of, you know, uh, your kind, right? Are they hairy? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, they have like long hippie-ish type hair. Um, And they're kind of like, it's weird. The, The movements are almost kind of like sluggish. It's, it's like defending himself. He keeps turning back and, forth like putting his arms up and kind of like waving these people away and all of a sudden you kind of as you're getting closer you can see a little bit more detail and at first what you thought was like these five people harassing this tall person as you get closer the scene changes immediately and where the person who is incredibly tall was kind of almost defensive and and not engaging immediately just grabs one of them by the head, like palms the head like a basketball and just lifts up one of these people and just bites into their neck and just pulls and blood just sprays they drop the the person to the ground and now you're close enough and it's weird like you look at what you would assume is either the sasquatch or the kind of like costumed version or the hidden identity version uh, of your kind but the face that you look upon is not the face of a sasquatch or a human it is a horrific monstrosity and you realize now that this Sasquatch has been turned into the same type of monster that you saw in the trailer uh, with Taylor earlier and then it looks up at you and the two of you lock eyes and that is where we're going to call it to say thank you so much for listening to our new geek link project vanguard of the veil if you're interested in learning more about our podcast follow us on twitter at vanguard veil if you want to hear more shows like ours then check out cthulhu and friends and greeting adventurers which is a part of the geekly inc network if you want to follow the people that creates this show you can follow the keeper fred at i think i'm fred professor gunderson is played by matthew at matthew m morris deandra is played by alex at happy puke Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds.